Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Big Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is November 25th. This is episode 129. And welcome to another fun Friday as we dive deep into the markets, taking a look at everything and everything, anything and everything. (laughs) according to Bitcoin and relating charts. So as always, my friends, we're going to start by taking a look at the macro, giving us a better idea of what's to come into the coming weeks. So as always, starting up here on our weeklies, we can see that our triple confirmation to the downside, potentially the signal has disappeared for now. Uh, We still have two days before this closes for sure. And as we spoke about on Wednesday, My hypothesis is that essentially if we can close above 16,500, ETH probably closer to around 1,200, we're probably not going to see that TC dip and invalidation of the previous triple confirmation to the upside. As of right now, we are still TC'd to the upside. If we do TC down, it's going to completely invalidate that triple confirmation. Uh, If we do and we immediately start turning around, though, Obviously, we could see some sort of invalidation on this invalidation. But I would much rather have a clearer, let's just keep the TC we have, not invalidate, continue to turn around, and then flip the rest of our indicators back into a bullish posture. That would be the ideal scenario. Um, As I said, it potentially may not play out that way, where we do get the invalidation, and then the next week, it completely starts turning around. So. Not sure if we should trust this TC or not. Um, We'll have to see how it continues to play out in the midterm and in the short terms as well. We can see that when we move down into our three-day, we can get a better picture of what's going on here in the midterm. As we can see, we're starting to see these divergences stack up. We're seeing the wolf pack start to turn around. Some hidden and normal bullish divergence stuff going on. So there is some nice bullish signs at this level. As of right now, it's not anything confirmed yet, but it is starting to show the signs that it is trying to turn up here at this point. The fact that we took this step lower, and yet we've still got bullish divergences, says quite a bit for potentially what's to come. And moving into our daily, um, somewhat similar idea, but again, not as much strength showing up on our daily. Um, still holding around our 618 on Bitcoin, at least. On ETH, we're quite a bit lower than that same level, but still holding up regardless. Really haven't seen a ton of strength in volatility come into this yet, but there is potential, definitely potential for this to continue trying to turn around at this level. Again, nothing is confirmed. We have no confirmations yet. The 16-hour actually looks quite a bit better than daily as far as everything goes. But, you know, because we're moving into a weekend, today is Friday, we may see this stuff completely just turn back around. And we are expecting it to turn around to a certain point, um, hopefully more so in just our shorter terms, four hour and smaller. But at the same time, when we move into our four hour, we actually see that money flow is increasing. We're bouncing off the zero line on both BTC and ETH. And potentially, uh, they may not actually give the bears as much of a chance if this is going to turn around and use these divergences and strength 
that seems to be built up. Yeah, they may not let them out. Um, if they are going to let some people out, it's essentially going to come up a little bit farther, let's say towards 16800 probably reject, come for a shorter term lower low to around our targets that we spoke about in the last uh, trade update, hopefully towards 16200 to 1600, uh, 16000 on the dot, sorry, rather, and ETH hopefully coming back into our 1150 to 1100 area, somewhere in the zone, again, maybe another hidden bullish divergence in the very shorter terms. Um, we're just going to need to see how the weekend plays out. It may actually go against the grain and continue pushing up over the weekend. That happening, potentially, we see Monday, Tuesday end up coming down. Targets for uh, the higher low would more than likely get moved a bit higher than we were first expecting, just because if we get that continuation first and we still get the same pullback, the higher low is still going to be a higher low, but at a higher point. So we'll have to reevaluate on Monday, seeing where we are, seeing what's happening. If we start dumping come Monday, if we do pump or continue moving up throughout the weekend, and there's still no volume or volatility, that's kind of what I would be expecting, is that short term into next week, we do come back, we revisit these levels if we don't do it over the weekend. And that would actually be a bit of a better scenario for us too, you know, uh, not get the invalidation triple confirmation on the weekly come Sunday. And then Monday, we get the pullback for a day or two or three, just enough time to pull back, find a higher low, and then continue to the upside. So we keep our weekly signal out of bounds. We still have our short term pullback to reset the smaller term uh, oscillators and indicators and then get continuation following into the rest of the week. When you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. We'll just say, again, we'll have to see how things play out for the weekend and come Monday. Taking a look over here at DEXY and US 10-year, we have confirmation and we're seeing confluence in these charts as well to say that these are looking at continuation to the downside, which gives us confluence for continuation on the cryptocurrencies to the upside potentially the midterms rejecting again off of this little bounce that we had over the last day or two and uh, money flow completely crapping the bed pointing right at the floor on both ETH and BTC. When we push ourselves up into a daily time frame, we can see that potentially, well, actually we already have, we have re-triple confirmed ourselves back to the downside in both charts as well. Um, we need to get continuation past these levels. We can see that we have key level uh, supports right below us. Uh, we still have a little bit more to go, sitting at about 105, almost on the dot on the Dixie. And for the US 10 year, it's about 3.62%. If we can get ourselves below these levels uh, with a closing candle basis of something significant like a 12 hour, 16 hour, or daily uh, without bouncing too hard from here then we would more than likely be looking at that level as broken and taking our step to the next key level or major level in this case, sitting much closer to about 3.4%. Dixie, major support, sitting at about 102, 103. So we'll have to see how we go. This trend that we were on for the last year or so, potentially breaking in the current environment right now. If we get a retest, it's going to be somewhere up towards 110 on the Dixie as far as retest of the US 10 year of that trend, probably sitting somewhere closer to 3.8 
or 4%. So we may have short-term, mid-term bounce in the future, but for now, everything is pointing exactly to the ground. And I don't see that changing anytime too soon. We are starting to see a bit of divergence stacked up, but it's also going against uh, everything else. So again, uh, to see some sort of bounce here, back towards 3.9%, more than likely some hidden bearish divergence between the last high and to the next high. Same thing going for the DXY. If we come above the 107, so anywhere between 108 to 110, and we see hidden bearish divergence from these points, uh, it's going to be essentially a slingshot to the downside, rejecting off of the resistance one more time, right, and taking the next step down, potentially then coming back for a retest of that resistance now, or support now resistance of where we are right now, and more than likely rejecting again. So just some stuff to think about. Taking a look at our midterms and our macros, we can see, again, more confluence in what's happening here. The weekly's been TC'd for about two weeks. We've got money flow continuing to fall, bearish divergence across multiple timeframes, and indicators. We still have market structure on the side of the bulls for now. It'll just be something we need to see how it plays out. The three-day and the four-day are just about to head into the red money flow, meaning that we have more sell pressure than buy pressure coming in. And we'll just have to see how that continues to play out. We said they could flip at any point. We still haven't reached the top, at least for the U.S. tenure of the market structure lines, the FIB lines, um, at about 4.6%. So potentially that may come first if the narrative gets flipped. But for now, we are continuing to look for downside in those charts. And coming over here to our S&P, start by daily. We can see that we did end up re-triple confirming ourselves back up as of yesterday's close. So we've been TC'd up. We never TC'd down. It was just a reconfirmation, essentially, because all three indicators hit again as we had a few bearish uh, things come and go. So potentially looking at massive strength in the S&P 500, the market structure has restructured itself sitting at about 3,900. So that is very good news for the bulls here in the daily chart. In the daily chart, going into our midterms, six-hour also restructured, four-hour restructured bullish. Uh, shorter terms still have some shit to deal with. It looks like again in the shorter terms we could be seeing rejection come Monday, because obviously this won't be open for the weekend, which again goes with what I was thinking with the BTC price coming, you know, potentially continuing for the weekend. Not really seeing any strength behind it. Come Monday, we do our short-term, mid-term pullback for the for a you know a day or two or three, and then get continuation from a higher low overall and continue higher. We may break the the local low, but we're more than likely going to see some sort of bullish divergence here to then springboard us up from there. It's still going to be a higher low overall. Still going to be holding that overall support line, whether that's from here or not. So we'll just have to see how we go from there. But overall, it looks good. Daily looks great. We have strength. We have momentum all stacked up. Weekly has strength, momentum just popping into the green for the first time coming back here since April. So that's some good news on that part. Again, bullish divergence, very clear as day on the weekly time frame on all of our indicators. So overall, the S&P looks great. The shorter terms look like they need some breakage. 
They need a rest. These may get invalidated because the macro is looking so strong. We may not need this higher low, but it's always good to have it in the back of your mind. If we come back to the 618 at about 3860 or even just towards 3900 at the market structure line, um, that would probably be a really good opportunity potentially to take a position and let it continue in the macro. Hopefully Bitcoin, let's just say it's a couple of weeks behind the S&P. Sometimes the S&P leads, sometimes the cryptocurrencies lead the charge. So as long as S&P's con- the S&P continues in this direction and overall this momentum continues to build up, uh, Bitcoin at some point will fall in line and continue to do the same thing. So definitely something we need to be paying attention to. Again, total three hitting into the support level. We haven't broken anything. We've stacked another massive bullish divergence along the same support line that we've been hitting the entire time. It's going back to about March of 2021 when we broke through it and started trading into this channel. So I see nothing wrong with where we are. We're continuing to bounce here. We're still at a good point near the bottom. We're only about 10 billion off of the bottom of where we hit maybe 20 billion, which really in retrospect is about 10%. It's not that crazy. You know, when you're talking about 100% just to the top of the channel, you know, that's a 10 to 1 difference there. So I'm just be aware that again, you know, every time we've been in this level, we've bounced. And this time we've got added strength going into the bounce. So something just again, for the back of your mind, uh, knowing what the environment's starting to do. We haven't confirmed anything overall as of yet, but if the weekly was to continue turning around at this point, uh, total three sitting exactly on the 618, again, massive potential for bullish divergence here on all of our indicators. And just being in the level that it's at, again, this is where we've seen significant bounces the entire time that we've been in this, this whole channel. This is still set up as a massive bull flag. We haven't broken it to the downside. We haven't invalidated it as far as we go. It's essentially the same thing that we saw back here in 2018. It just overextended itself, retested, and took off. Um, And that potentially is something that we could potentially see here, where the total three takes itself back up to the top, all the way back to the bottom, just as we did here and then comes and explodes from there. So I'm not saying, you know, it's the end-all be-all bullish signal or anything like that, but we are much closer and on much more support than we are resistance. And it's just something that you have to keep in the back of your mind. It's at the 618. It's on the previous support that we've been on the entire time. We haven't broken it yet. Um, Obviously, if these two levels break in unison, that's very bad. Very bad, right? significant level of support right now if it breaks through it retests and it rejects we're going much lower the next fibonacci level 786 is around 180 billion it doesn't look like much on the chart but when you get down to it you do a percent pull i believe that's another yeah 42 ish percent across all of the alts um bitcoin ethereum everything else would follow suit from that point so just something to keep in mind, that is the bearish potential if we do smash through this zone. Um, as long as we continue turning around overall, we won't see that uh, break. So yeah, 
some stuff to think about, some important points. Um, there's not really too, too much else to talk about today, just because we're going into the weekend. We don't want to put too much weight onto what goes on over the weekend. More than likely, continuation uh, from what we've been seeing the last couple of days. It does look like it wants to continue pushing up at least a little bit longer for the next day or so. Maybe Sunday, we start to dump back. We're probably sitting still around 16,500. But as long as that weekly TC does not get hit and invalidate the weekly bullish TC that we've had, um, we're in good shape overall. And then Monday, it'll have a chance to come back in the shorter terms, let those timeframes reset. And then more than likely throughout the rest of the week, we can continue you know, letting the macro pull us in the way that it wants to go. So, uh, I see POs hiding out in the background. Man, you got a minute? You want to you wanna talk about anything? I heard there's been a couple developments with uh, BlackRock, or was it, Gray, sorry, Grayscale? Yeah, I, I've been, I have watched a video that uh, Jonas posted in, um, in the am chat, and I didn't actually get a big chance, a chance to really look at the markets today. But yeah, news isn't good coming out of Genesis. You know, last week or a couple of days, last week, Monday it was five hundred million. Now it's I think two billion. They need that's the size of the whole. And um, oh, is right. Now, like Binance is starting to post like wallets and stuff like that, and they've got lots. They're fine, I think. Um, but yeah, like. Grayscale is a biggie. It is a bit of a biggie. I don't want to say too much more than that. I think Jonas actually would have better insight. Um, I think he's probably more informed um, on the impact and actually like how, how strong they could be as well. Um, but we're sitting on support, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's just hold our breath and see if we can get through this because, you know, I think if crypto can keep it together, um, a bit of a broader kind of macro upswing. Um, it'd be nice to get some recovery from these levels. Well, when you really think about it, you know, if they go insolvent, they have to sell their Bitcoin. They still have the Bitcoin. They're down $2 billion, right, in their holding value. It's not like they've lost $2 billion worth of Bitcoin. They've lost $2 billion worth of value in their Bitcoin. If they go insolvent and they have to sell their Bitcoin onto the market, yes, in the shorter term, it's going to bring the price down. Yeah, but... That's actually, you know, when you think about it, it's really just rocket fuel. You're forcing the hand of big, big players to lose. And if you're smart, you come in and you buy the crap out of it. Probably what's happening here, you know, like, um, what's going on with Rusty this evening now? Sorry with this. Um, there is a bit of a catchphrase in finance. Um, but basically, like, everyone's bullshitting most of the time about their reserves, God's sake, like, look at Deutsche Bank and Credit Suisse, like, they should not be solvent at all, like, crazy stuff, but they're supported to be solvent, and the market believes in a lie, and I think what's happening here is, uh, and I, I, I not to go into it, and I actually don't see anything wrong with what CZ did in calling bullshit on FTX, but I, I think what's happening with Grayscale and Genesis is, look, they obviously might have been doing the right thing. It's not as blatant as FTX, but whoever is calling, you know, in debt and stuff like that and putting them in, in this position. Yeah. Like, I, I think this is the kind of 
that moment we're coming into like where yeah they're really trying to push them over the edge loads of bitcoin coming to market you know we could wick hella low you know um and it's just all gobbled up and it's a one or two two day event and yeah there's some new whales or uber whales or blue whales in crypto and that's it like that there's already a lot of new buy pressure coming in towards 12,000 14 to 12 like a lot so yeah. i mean they're predicting if it does come down if those if those businesses do go under you know they they want that cheap bitcoin the smart people know man like fidelity have been custodians for bitcoin for i think it's te- their 10 year anniversary for doing it next year like mm-hmm. they've been doing it for donkey's years and um, Although even this year alone, you've seen Citadel. Um, I'm always going to get this name wrong, but I think it's BlackRock, the big evil one. <laughs> There's Blackstone, BlackRock, Blackwell, whatever, you know, gets drift. Um, and they actually created their own clearinghouse, their own crypto clearinghouse. So Citadel were like, obviously notorious from GameStop short selling fame. Yeah. You know, they could, they may be market participants right now playing this trying to play this out you know mm-hmm. that's just it and I, that's very tra- like what, what what would be happening right now would be kind of hostile takeover kind of stuff interesting thought you said i don't hostile know i don't know if if is bitcoin mm-hmm. i just don't know if you know obviously long run uh this may actually turn out to be a good thing if people take advantage of it you know bitcoin people complain that it's going in the wrong direction becoming more centralized well do what you have to do. Take the power back. Don't let these large entities own so much percent of it, and it won't be centralized. It's as simple as that, you know. So I don't know. I'm kind of mixed about the whole thing. I definitely think that there's there's dump potential, but at the same time, it depends who's on the other side waiting to either you know buy the crap out of it or whatever. If you force the hand of people, you know that that creates. Obviously, massive volatility, which creates rocket fuel for the upside. Because once all that Bitcoin's bought and back up, right, now there's much less sell pressure into the space. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes. But overall, I don't think that this is going to affect us as badly as a lot of people are assuming it will. You know, there's always going to be a new, quote-unquote, genesis. There's always going to be another ftx people get too caught up in the today not thinking about the tomorrow and the next week so you know let them let them be short-sighted that's that's good for us everyone else who's long-term outlook paying attention all the time knowing that you know mount gox was a much bigger deal a much bigger deal and that still didn't kill bitcoin if it did not die then it will not die now so just some food for thought, my friends. Yeah, I don't think there's too much else to talk about with price action-wise. Um, more than likely, weekend continuing in the way that it's been going. Come Monday, like I said, probably more than likely short-term pullback or invalidation of the short-terms and just continuation to the upside. More likely, the pullback comes Sunday or Monday. Probably Monday opening with the S&P, but people can speculate. They can see that the S&P in the hourly and upwards of potentially the four is starting to see some short-term top-out signs. But they can also see that the macros are shifting 
into the upside fashion. So it'll be short-lived, the downside. It won't be as bad as everyone, you know, usually thinks it will be. And the rest of the week should be good. But if we don't get the weekly TC down, we're in great shape. That's ultimately what I want to see, a close above 16,500 or around 16,500 or better. We'll have to see how the Heikinashi candle closes. Hmm. Anyone else have anything that they've seen the last uh, two days? Any newsworthy events, anything going on that's important to do with cryptocurrencies? Hell yeah, you still got your order at 1600 Excellent. Excellent, my friend. Uh, I still think that it's going to hit. It may hit a little bit later than expected. Um, and it depends. Like Tetsuhiro, we may have to readjust those entries, just depending on how high we get if we do get continuation over the weekend. Right? Because, I mean, we're still at the same price right now. Let's say we go up another $500. We may have to adjust sixteen uh, k down to 16500 because anytime, you know, we're still going to get the same percentage of pullback, but if it pulls back from a higher point, it's not going to go back to 16K, right? So they said, we'll have to adjust come Monday. Don't touch it over the weekend. If we come down over the weekend, we just don't want to see volume behind it. It's got to be a slow process. It's got to be, you know, not enough to get us triple confirmed back down in validating. That's what we want to see if it is going to come down over the weekend. Monday better. Definitely better. Hmm. With all that said, a quick message from our sponsors. Have you been losing money from the bear market? Have you been watching your gains disappear throughout a whole year? Well, now's your chance to turn that all around. Introducing Triple Confirmation Trading Bot, your number one source of... (laughs) Your number one trading bot... Decentralized, completely anonymous, and just utterly amazing. Check it out at TripleConfirmation.com. Again, TripleConfirmation.com. And as always, my friends, <laughs> I'm going to do a much better version of that. But thank you, Moomies. I appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, for anyone listening who hasn't listened to us before, we appreciate the time that you guys took today. Hopefully you got something good out of this. And definitely head over to TripleConfirmation.com. Check out what we're doing. Read our wiki. Uh, We've got a ton of good information going on over there. You can also sign up for pre-registration for our pre-sale and everything cool in between as well. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to all our American listeners. Hopefully you guys had some delicious food yesterday. Some great family time. And uh, yeah, enjoy your weekend, my friends. Have a great day. Take care. Uh, Bye-bye.